Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Big stories. Big guests. The big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. We had to figure it was only a matter of time before the city of Calgary would try to find a way of regulating Airbnb. And Calgary's not the first city uh, to, to look at doing this. But the question is why? What is our objective in regulating Airbnb and other services like it? Are we trying to protect the hotel industry from competition? Are we trying to somehow protect the people who are renting out their own homes or apartments? Are we trying to protect people who are staying in these homes or apartments? Are we simply trying to raise revenue for the city? Maybe it's all of the above. Uh, Here's the latest on some of the debate down at City Hall from Global News reporter Aurelio Perry. Councillor Ward Sutherland asked for a report on the short-term rental situation in the city after numerous complaints about homes being rented and the negative impact on neighbours. The city's looking at a tiered licensing system. However, details won't be worked out until later next year. That includes what kind of fees an Airbnb operator would pay and how the tiers would work. Many Airbnb hosts who presented to committee believe it shouldn't be based on the number of nights a home is rented, but on how many units are available for rent. Hotel operators agree with not going after someone who rents a room or basement in their home, but instead the city needs to level the playing field, they say, for someone who may rent out five or six units and not have to pay a business tax. Aurelio Perry, Global News. Now, I I do get the point, at least in theory. I'm not aware of anything like it in Calgary. Uh, But let's say you you buy up an apartment building and every single unit in that building is being rented out on Airbnb exclusively. But nobody lives in the apartment building. Yeah, okay. At at that point, you're now essentially a hotel. But somebody who's renting out their own property, is, is that of concern to the city? Look, as a homeowner, you're free to invite people to come stay with you whenever you want. There's no need for inspectors to come out and make sure it's safe. It's not the business of your neighbors. If you want people to come stay at your house, they can come stay at your house. If you want to take in a border, you can take in a border. So at what point does Airbnb and these kinds of services become a concern? Because it is an opportunity for people to make a little extra income. Uh, and, you know, obviously, look, we're facing some challenging times at the moment in Calgary and, and in Alberta. And if that's, you know, the line between somebody having to sell their home or not, I think we need to keep that in mind. And certainly for people traveling to our city, it gives that additional flexibility. And we certainly don't want to be discouraging people from coming here. So I think we need to tread very carefully on this. Uh, as I mentioned, Calgary, not the first city to look at these regulations. Vancouver, Toronto, and, and others have done so. Uh, joining us to talk about you know, what cities need to avoid and the pitfalls of these kinds of regulations, very pleased to welcome the program, David Clement, North, Amer- uh, North American Affairs Manager for the Consumer Choice Center or at ConsumerChoiceCenter.org. David, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me on the show. 
Uh, when you start hearing about fees that we're going to charge yeah. people for renting out their property, I mean, it makes it sound like a tax grab. I mean, has that been your assessment of, of at least the motivation in other cities? Yeah, in most instances, the fees associated with this are a tax grab. And in many instances, they actually run, they're, they're counterproductive to the goals that council has. So I'll give you an example from Toronto. They applied, or Vancouver, they applied a series of fees for Airbnb hosts because they felt that there were too many units that were rented out all year long or rented out for long periods of time and that they they didn't really count as home sharing. But what happens when you add these fees is you add costs to the host, which then encourages them to rent out the unit for more nights a year to recover the costs that have been applied. And so it creates this scenario where you have politicians complaining about units that are rented for, let's say, more than 30 nights a year, and then they add all of these fees, and then some of those units rent for more nights a year because they have to cover the costs of those fees. And so I totally understand the argument in terms of we want to make sure that smoke detectors work and just general safety stuff. That's all fine. But when we get into the conversation of fees and licensing, it gets into this very gray area of are they just using this as a, as a revenue generator? Are they using this to kind of stifle innovation? Uh, are they being lobbied by a hotel association or, or other vested interests to, to try and stop the, the spread of home sharing? Right. And I, I think there's there's all of that involved. I mean, I, I think the hotel industry certainly has a lot of influence. I, I think the, sure. uh, you know, the idea of raising revenue is very attractive to, to city councils. Mm-hmm. Certainly in Calgary, they're facing a big revenue crunch. So th- those are two big yeah. factors. But I mean, are, are there genuine concerns when it comes to, to these kinds of services that need to be addressed? I think the big thing that a lot of people don't know if they don't use these services is that there is an internal regulatory system that works inside of these home-sharing frameworks where users rate each other, uh, or sorry, hosts and, and renters or hosts and, and guests rate each other. They, they are scaled based on appearance, on functionality, on a variety of different features, and it creates a culture of best practices. And there are certainly anecdotal uh, examples of kind of nightmare scenarios but generally speaking, just as we have with ride-sharing, we have this new emerging technology that provides people a comparable service for a fraction of the cost with a lot of extra uh, client or customer-focused initiatives inside it that really make uh, a service like Airbnb or VRBO attractive. And so some of the concerns are valid. However, once you take a look at the internal kind of regulatory structure in these apps, you soon see that most of these concerns are already accounted for, and government action is usually just overlapping onto what already exists. And that's interesting because I think there's a, a concern that if we if we're too heavy-handed in in regulating this, that we're we're <laughs> simply discouraging it. That there are going to be fewer options for people, and yeah. and, and that's not a, a a good outcome, I don't think. Absolutely, and that's what's happened in Vancouver. Vancouver has been just horrendous in terms of people who. Uh, participate in home sharing. And the real kicker here is, and you alluded to this in in your intro, is that for the most part, these are people who are just trying to make ends meet. And they have dead capital, uh, what I usually call dead capital. So let's say an empty room in their house or a basement apartment that that won't go on to the long-term rental market. Or maybe they're, let's say, a flight attendant who has 
two weeks on, two weeks off, or has irregular hours. And so they just use home sharing as an opportunity to generate a little extra revenue, help make ends meet. And to punish people for that seems very cruel. And to punish people for doing that in their own home, of all places, seems even more cruel. Yeah, I mean, Vancouver and Toronto were two examples of, of pretty expensive housing markets. And so for mm-hmm. people who, you know, aspire to the dream of, of owning property, owning a condo, owning a home, uh, you know, that can be difficult. This is a way of, of bridging that gap of being able to own that property and finding some additional sources of revenue that come directly from owning that property. Yes, exactly. It's it's something that, that unless you were unless you had space that could go on to the long-term rental market, most of these people would not have been afforded this type of revenue stream. It's the, the home sharing kind of uh, revolution, if we want to call that, has created this brand new revenue source for ordinary people uh, in the same way that ride sharing has for people who obviously own, own vehicles. All of a sudden, you get to make a little extra money from something that you already own or you've already spent the money to own. And so, yeah, it's it's... It's troubling when we see jurisdictions start the conversation of regulation. Certainly there's uh, a need for, for modest kind of light touch regulation. But I would definitely urge the city of Calgary to avoid going down the route of what Toronto and Vancouver has done because it's hurt tourists. It's hurt basically anybody who wants to travel to those cities. And most importantly, it's hurt the people who... Uh, were participating in these home-sharing services as hosts. Yeah, indeed. Uh, well, we'll leave it there, David. Much more at ConsumerChoiceCenter.org. Thanks so much for your input on this. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, David uh, Clement, North American Affairs Manager with the Consumer Choice Center. Uh, so kind of a word of warning to, to Calgary and going about this, sort of the light-touch approach maybe makes the most sense. You know, my concern here is that it seems as though this is a solution in search of a problem, that we haven't really clearly identified what the issue is that we're trying to address. You know, it's just kind of scattered and random references to this thing or that thing. Right? There was an incident a few years ago in Calgary, and that's been brought up many times, where some people had rented out their home on, on Airbnb. The people who rented it trashed the place. Well, I guess if we're going to bring that up, We should also bring up the fact that Airbnb paid for all of that. They covered the damages. So, again, what's the gap that the government needs to fill on on a question like that? Who's upset? I don't think people who rent out their property are upset. I don't think people who are coming to visit Calgary are looking for a place to stay who have that additional option. I don't think they're upset. So if we're trying to argue that we're, we're protecting people who aren't asking to be protected, that doesn't seem like a rational basis either. Obviously, the hotel industry, I mean, they, they see a lot of this as competition. Is it our job to shield them from competition? Are people who rent out their, their basement or a bedroom, is that really competition to the hotel industry? Now, certainly, you look at San Francisco as an example. And you've heard this anecdotally in other cities. I'm not aware that this is a big issue in Calgary, though, where you've got really, really low rates of vacancy to begin with. And you got a lot of apartments that would otherwise be on the rental market that have been gobbled up by people who buy them, who don't live there, who only rent them out on Airbnb. That that's the sole purpose of those properties. If that's affecting the availability of housing in your city, then that's a specific problem maybe that, that you, you need to address. But you got to be specific about it. 
Here's the problem we've identified. Here's why we believe it's a problem. Here's how we're going to address it. And you can put some rules around, you know, a requirement that somebody live at that property a certain amount of months out of the year. Because in a way, I mean, a lot of people own uh, cottages and cabins. And for the vast majority of the year, they, they don't live there. They'll take, you know, their two or three weeks vacation in the summer. They'll hang out at the, uh, the summer cottage and then they'll rent it out the rest of the summer or however long people are prepared to uh, pay money to, to spend time in it. That's not an issue. How much, of, how much does the issue change when we're talking about inner, inner city dwellings? So your thoughts on Airbnb, whether you've used Airbnb, whether you've rented out on Airbnb, or, and this is the other anecdote we've heard about, people in neighborhoods who have complained about Airbnb. And maybe people who are coming to visit, who are renting a home, maybe they're less concerned about neighborhood noise and that sort of thing. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.